Hello, 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 everybody. How are you? How are you? How's everybody doing? Yes, if you can hear me, I want you to please type, I can hear you. I just want to be sure that I am not speaking to myself. Uh, if you can hear me, just type, I can hear you. I have a very wonderful guest right now. He is backstage. I will be bringing him up shortly after the introduction. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you can hear me, just type, I can hear you. Let's see. All right. I want us to wait for some more people to join. And while we're waiting, I want you to please like and share the broadcast so that people on your contact can also benefit from what we're about to discuss today. I'm doing the same thing. Like and share the broadcast so that your friends, your family members, your colleagues can, um, let's see, can also benefit from the information we will be sharing today. Let's see. Like and share the broadcast, please. Like and share the broadcast. If you can hear me out there, please type, I can hear you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another beautiful episode of The Morale Booster with Dr. John Ugulu. The Morale Booster is a platform for entrepreneurs, career professionals, leaders, and the general public to give back to the society through coaching and mentoring. Experience, they say, is the best teacher. And this program is currently being sponsored by Main Seed Consulting Group, for bookings, adverts, or sponsorship inquiries, please visit Main Seed Consulting, or you could send an email. Our contact information is currently being displayed on the screen. So if you can hear me out there, please type, I can hear you. Now, before I introduce our guest for today, he's based in Georgia. I want you to please remember to like and share the broadcast because you might just be saving the life of that one person who's on your contact list and has been waiting for a lifetime to hear this message from us. So I want to give you um, an introduction of this person. I would let you know who he is, what he does, so that you would understand the caliber of person we have brought on here today. So this is our 89th episode. Actually, we just turned two years. The Morale Booster podcast just turned two years some days ago. So we're so excited. So today I have someone from, from, from Georgia. His name is Earl Stewart Jr. Earl is a physician and a native son of the city of Augusta, Georgia, where he grew up and attended public schooling for both his primary and secondary educations. He's a 2005 alumnus of A.R. Johnson Health Sciences and Engineering Magnet High School, where he studied on the health sciences curriculum while maintaining a 4.0 GPA, graduating third in his class with honors. Can you imagine? 4.0 GPA. He's an avid and digitally published gospel pianist, frequent medical essayist and blogger, frequently frequent invited speaker at churches and health fairs, 
and is a published poet publishing Precious Memories, Reflections for Christian Living in 20, 2012 and Words for Today in 2013. He later published In Love with Poetry in 2019. In 2018, Dr. Stewart was recognized as one of the 2018 40 under 40 in the state of Georgia for his career and community service efforts, deemed that making a tremendous impact in the lives of fellow citizens across the state and region by Georgia Trend Magazine. He's licensed to practice medicine in the states of Georgia and Virginia. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, I want you all to please join me as I welcome to the stage this physician, this medical doctor, poet, author, CEO, no other person but Earl Stewart Jr. Welcome on stage, my brother. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, John, for having me. Good afternoon. Happy Saturday to you and to your viewing audience. Thank you. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday. I guess it's also warm in your part of the in your part of town, right? Yeah, it's it's relatively warm here. I, I um I, I dressed for the cold today, but when I went outside, it was not that cold. So right, 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 right. That's great. Beautiful day today, though. It is a beautiful day. You know, they say every day above ground is a beautiful day. It's a blessed day. It sound like a preacher, man. That's what. Uh, oh. That's what uh, what uh, what the, the gentleman who baptized me, Reverend J.S. Wright at Augusta, that used to say, uh, "It's good to be on top of the soil instead of the soil being on top of you." Right. So, oh, I, I yes. totally agree with that. That's powerful. That's powerful. And and I I know that from your background, you also have some um, um, preaching experience. Yeah, I am not a preacher, contrary to what people think. I, I consider myself more of a speaker. I come from a long line of preachers, a lot of ministers in my family, including uh, several uncles, at least three uncles I can think of are ministers. Um, but uh, I have a lot of preachers who are close friends and pastors who are friends. And sometimes I inv I'm invited to speak to their congregations, even on Sundays for different things. But I I, I'm, I'm more aligned with uh, deacons ministries, particularly at my hometown, in the, uh, my home church in Augusta, the Macedonia Church of Augusta. For years, uh, I served there as a junior deacon um, under the tutelage of the senior deacons at the church. I don't think they have many junior deacons anymore, but it was a very foundational ministry to be um, a part of as a part of my upbringing. So uh, I was elated to have that experience. That's awesome. That's awesome. You are a man of um, <laughs> many skills, many talents. You play the piano, right? Yes, you, I do. You, you are a poet. You mm -hmm. are a physician. And, and I think, uh, what, what area of medicine do you practice? So I'm an internal medicine specialist. So after four years of medical school, uh, one has the opportunity as a physician to uh, train, basically do on-the-job training. Uh, everybody will be pretty much familiar with the term internship uh, and then residency. And so the first year of in, in uh, basically on the job training after medical school is called internship. And then uh, the additional two to five years, however many years you want to go on, um, and depending on your specialty, it's called residency. 
Okay. And um, I did my residency in categorical internal medicine at uh, Brown University, which was a very uh, wonderful experience for me to kind of get out of my shell here in the South, okay. go up to New England and come on back home to practice. So uh, exactly. I am a physician and a very proud physician, even during the um, during the enduring COVID pandemic. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Well, first of all, you know, I would like to thank you for your service because you were one of the frontliners, you know, the healthcare workers, you know, we thank you all for your service. You, 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 you are really the superheroes that, that saved us. You know, we know God played a major role, but you all were the frontliners and we thank you for all you did and all you have continued doing. So thank well, you so much. Th thank you for that, those kind words and for such a wonderful sentiment. I don't think anybody in, in medicine today anticipated that we would be um, having to deal with this. Right. And when we finally had to deal with it, uh, I don't think we would have anticipated it was going to be this long. And um, it is really, I was telling a patient the other day, it has really changed tremendously. Um, that's the central dogma, if you will, of how we practice medicine. That's, that's a biology term, central dogma. But it really has sort of um, restructured our understanding of how we approach viruses, um, right. and how we approach severe respiratory syndromes. Um, so thank you. It's just, it's our pleasure and privilege to serve. That's what we train to do. Right. Yeah. Right. That's great. That's great. I really appreciate that. So today we will be talking more about your book. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm still trying to imagine how, because being a doctor, a physician, first of all, is very cumbersome, very... <laughs> So how were you able to manage being a physician, being a, an author? How, how did you create that time to really write a book? And, and how many books do you have? I've written three books of poetry. Nowadays, um, I'm more of a medical essayist. I write okay. from per personal experience, taking care of patients every day. I've done that for years, but my writing has sort of kind of transitioned from being more so a, a book writer uh, and to more so being a medical essayist. And so I often write for KevinMD.com. I often write on, on my own personal blog, ESJMD.wordpress.com. And I just write about everyday experience of taking care of patients and, and more from a spiritual uh, perspective. Right. I look at the practice of medicine as being as such a remarkably holy experience. I often have, I think I've written before that we stand as physicians every day, particularly those of us in the hospitals, taking care of some of the sickest patients, somewhere between time and eternity. Right. Uh, it, it, one has to, I don't see how you can really do this every day unless you have some sort of higher power, unless there is a God that you pray to and there's a God that you serve um, or else you can easily, you know, forget it if you look at this profession as being just any other job. And that is not to demean other professions, which I entirely respect. 
but it's something different about being a physician that really makes one uh, understand it as being a calling instead of just an occupation. Um, but I've written three books. The first was actually, and they're all books of poetry. The okay. first was um, Precious Memories, Re Reflections for Christian Living. And uh, actually, many of those poems were written throughout my youth. Um, I would read a few of them at church programs and at various assemblies in, in grade school. And I developed the notion of publishing those, um, you know, from different levels of encouragement. Different people often encouraged me, encouraged me throughout the years to, to publish. They're, oh, you need to write a book. You need to put it together in the book. Uh, most of them in the church. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. Um, and I finally got a chance to do that about a third of the way through medical school. And uh, I published it in 2013. And then uh, I had several other poems. Those were not all of the poems I had written in that very first book. And um, I published Words for Today, which was um, just a different array of different poems uh, of different topics from the Black American experience, from being a Christian, um, from um, everyday, you know, life uh, yeah. as a student, uh, as a medical student. And it was published actually the following year in 2014. Wow. And um, the very last book of poetry is, is entitled In Love with Poetry. And that was published um, within the last three years, in 2018, it was a book that I really, um, I re I'm not going to say I didn't really enjoy doing the others, but it was a book that I specifically wrote in response to current times. Okay. I was going to ask you, I was going to ask you how you, you know, managed to come up with the titles for your book. Yeah, uh, so um, one of my favorite hymns, one of my favorite um, gospel songs, and I believe Aretha Franklin recorded this beautifully uh, years and years and years ago on her Precious Memories. It's called it's Precious Memories. Um, there's nothing like hearing uh, a choir in the Black Baptist Church sing that song. Um, and, and it really gives us a poignant view of what the Christian life is. It's like, and so I adopted and adapted the title of that gospel song to that very first book. Uh, Precious Memories, uh, the book I've written, I often tell people is very autobiographical. Okay. Um, I had a couple of um, uh, book signings for it. And um, the second book I wrote uh, over the years at my home church in Augusta. And uh, I still get a lot of feedback about how some of the conveyances of poetry really uh, help to encourage people along the Christian walk. I am by no means perfect. I am a Christian. God is my savior. Um, nobody is perfect. I'm a sinner saved by grace. But what I often tell people is I'm able to connect with my Christianity and kind of, you know, retrospectively look at things that I've experienced along the way through poetry. Right. It's how I express my fondest memories. Right. And so, um, I just really love gospel. I just really love God. And so uh, I sit down and I, you know, get inspiration from him and I start writing. And I've always been that way. I still do that. And um, um, but really that very last book was a response to otherism. 
um, that was kind of precipitated by the Trump presidency. Right. And um, in the foreword, I kind of write about how we desperately need love and re re really need to rediscover the importance of loving one another in a in a in a in, in myriad ways. And um, I really hated, and that is a strong and purposeful word, how people were being ostracized yeah. just because they were different. Saying things like people from Haiti were from an S-hole country and um, how, uh, you know, uh, people from Mexico were, were were rapists and drug dealers. That really got deep into my soul and it, and it tremendously served as an impetus for me to respond. And so um, I give the book to people. I, I sometimes give my books away. People can buy them uh, on different platforms, but I give them right. to, away um, to sort of remind people that they are loved. And that's how I think I'm able to encourage people with my poetry. That's awesome. Than one. That's awesome. Awesome. You're doing a great job in thank all you. ramifications. And, and thank you so much for, for, the, for the great job. Now, um, when you finished writing your last book, how did you celebrate when you finished it? Well, it was very quiet. That's a good question. It was not um, fanfare. I didn't have a big book signing. I, um, I write all the time. Okay. Uh, I write... Um, I've, I've written research articles and I am a, I'm pretty much a, I'm a scientist, I'm a physician scientist, but I've written research articles. And so coming from the perspective of being a physician who writes all the time and who's done medical writing um, and who's done scientific writing, you don't really celebrate that much. I mean, you might have a little glass of wine. Um, I, I love wine. You might have a little glass of wine, but I didn't, I didn't have a lot of fanfare. I didn't have um, any you know, I didn't have a, a, a book signing for that last book. Um, I shared it with friends. I shared it on, you know, various social media platforms and um, just pretty much planted the seed and let God bring the increase. But I, I don't, uh, I'm a very introverted person. People who, who know me know that. Um, so I, um, I celebrate oftentimes quietly and among close friends and family. It's pretty much what I usually do. Right, right. That's great. You know, you're talking about being an introverted person, you know. Mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would expect less from a physician. You know? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That's a good, that's, a, that's very good. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, everybody expects for us to be, um, they think if you go in this profession where you're encountering people every day, right. that, you, uh, that you're extroverted. I think I'm more of an ambivert. That's a word I learned a couple of years ago. In certain situations, I'm more introverted. In certain situations, I can be an extrovert. I can be a really good extrovert. It's right. I'm faking it till I'm making it. But um, innately, the the, the 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 gist of who I am is to be at home, be quiet, um, in the company of close friends and family and the people I love the most, and just relax. Uh, oftentimes, one finds that there is a quiet sanctity in personal peace. Right. And, right. Um, and I often, I love the quiet sanctity that sometimes things get a little bit too loud. Sometimes things get, get a little bit too busy. And in this profession, you're constantly going, you're constantly busy, you're constantly seeing patients, you're constantly reviewing labs, calling people, calling other physicians, reviewing imaging studies. Signing, so much. Yeah. signing, signing um, medical records, signing... Exactly. 
source documents for research. All day, all day. All and day. so when I'm able to withdraw from that a little bit and um, get back to, the again, the, the sheer gist of who I am is sitting at home in quiet reflection, um, maybe sipping on a little wine or some tea, watching a favorite show and writing. I love to write. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's great. That's great. So at least you have explained, there's so many people, I have so many young people who want to study medicine. And hmm. I also have some people who are part of my um, followers who think that they are doctors and they don't see themselves being able to do something else. Like, hmm. <laughs> all right, they just feel, they don't understand that it is possible to also become an entrepreneur. Oh, yes. Yes. So I believe they would link up with you, you know, after this program. So, no, yeah, yeah. This takes me to my other question. What's the most valuable piece of advice you've been given about writing? Mm. Uh, be true to yourself. Great. Um, and, and interestingly, there's other there's some other advice that I got that was not specifically about writing, but I took it and I applied it to writing. Okay. And it was from a pathologist, uh, the chief of pathology, uh, I think maybe retired now when I was going through uh, interviews for medical school, Dr. Greer Falls. And Dr. Greer Falls told me something that I've told many mentees who are uh, medical students, pre-medical students who are interested in the field of medicine, um, be a sponge. And he was basically talking about at several levels of your medical training. And I asked him for advice about this. Um, at several levels of medical training, you have to be able to absorb knowledge from so many different places. Right. A lot of times we in the hospital will some during our medical training, we'll forget to learn about so many different aspects of the patient. The, 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 the stellar physician, the good physician, the great physician, the excellent physician is one who is always curious, who is always curious about whatever's going on in the world. Dr. Faith Fitzgerald, who is a longtime internist out at um, UCSF, wrote this beautiful piece um, in, uh, in the Annals of Internal Medicine on doctoring series years ago that uh, I don't remember how I was first introduced to it, that, that basically encouraged us to be curious about everything that we see with our patient. Right. And so I say that to say, um, uh, you know, I learned that every day I had to try to be the humblest person in the hospital. I had to uh, go up, you know, I was always taught the first thing you do when you start inpatient services, you introduce yourself to the nurses. The right. nurses can make your life hard or they can make your life easy. <laughs> and so always do that and uh, treat the, even the custodians, the, the cleaning staff with the utmost level of respect. Because at the very end of the day, um, you never know, they may have family members who are your patients. They may be your patients. And that's common decency as an individual. And so uh, being an humble humanistic physician starts there. But I took that same notion and applied it to my writing. And uh, I apply it every day where I take in everything that I see. 
in society. People get on me because they don't really understand why somebody who's 34 years old is sitting down watching the news every night. But my father started that. He would always make it a point when me and my sisters were growing up to sit down every night and watch the news. I like to know what's going on in the world. Right. And um, and and so I take that knowledge and I soak up so much. I soak up nature. I love to garden. I soak, soak up music. I love to uh, to 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 devil and gospel and piano. Um, I love to uh, to ride. I love to travel. I love to spend time with family. I love to cook. Um, I love to do a lot of different things. And so all of that, all of that basically is explicated and expressed through my writing every day. So um, that is some of the greatest advice I think I've ever gotten. That's great. I love that. Thank you so much for that. Mm-hmm. That was um, that was really, 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 really educative. And I know there are so many people out there who want to become writers. There are so many writers out there who are also listening, who apparently would have... Um, gotten one or two points or more from what you just said. Thank you so, so much. Now, do you have a copy of uh, your books with you? Yeah, yeah, I do. They're actually right here on the desk. Okay. So um, can you can you show us the books? Sure. So uh, Precious Memories is here. Okay, Precious Memories. For those of you who are uh, listening their podcast, the book is titled Precious Memories by Earl Stewart Jr. Um, E-A-R-L, Stewart is S-T-E-W-A-R-T. Yes. So go grab your copy now if you're listening to that podcast. And where can they find this book to purchase? Well, all of my books are available at the individual publishers. Uh, they're on Amazon. Okay. Uh, every last one of them. Um, the... Um, the very last one I published, In Love with Poetry, is um, okay. available through the publisher Heavenly Light Press, which is based in Alpharetta, Georgia. Okay. And um, and uh, on Amazon as well. And, um, and and also Words for Today was the second book of poetry I published. Okay. Um, it's available on Amazon. And it was published through Lulu Publishing Company. Uh, those First two were self-published. The very last one, I got a lot of assistance with uh, making that a little bit more uh, available. And all of them are also available on major booksellers, Barnes and Noble, um, so they can be published at all of those different locations. Okay, sounds good. I love that. Thank you. So please, if you're listening via podcast, watching via YouTube or Facebook, please go purchase his book right away this is a very intelligent man this is somebody you can learn from this is somebody who has been impacting lives and is constantly impacting lives through medicine through poetry through um, public speaking through writing books Mm. right this is someone who graduated college with a 4.0 gpa so please go look for him. Go follow him on uh, social media. Can you please tell us what social media platforms you are um, active on? Right. So I'm on I'm on Twitter at uh, Earl Stewart Jr. I'm on um, uh, I have a personal blog ESJMD.wordpress.com, which uh, people can 
um, basically access and see all of the current happenings in my writings and books and, and everyday essays that I publish. Um, a little bit more information there about me. I'm also um, on um, LinkedIn, of course. I'm on Facebook, a variety of different locations. I want to put in a quick plug. For those who love poetry, I, I did start the uh, inaugural poetry and medicine podcast, right. um, which I do every couple of weeks. I'm always accepting poems. If people write, they can submit them to us at the poetry and medicine podcast at gmail.com. Um, they can find all that information on the WordPress site. Um, you can, you can download uh, the poetry and medicine uh uh, podcast on Apple podcast on Amazon podcast. It's pretty much everywhere. Um, so we're delighted to be able to offer the reading of poetry from a medical perspective and being on the front lines every day. And there's a lot there that I think people can find relatively encouraging and, um, um, and hope it helps someone hope it boosts their morale. Oh yeah, sure. I, absolutely. I, I, I'll tell you that. And, and what's the uh, website Again, the, the WordPress for website. for the esjmd.wordpress.com. And I've had that blog for years. There's everything there. I mean, okay, okay, yeah. okay. So let's see. Let's put it up for everyone to see. And for those of you who are listening via podcast, uh, you can go to his uh, blog. It's esjmd.wordpress.com. For those of you watching via YouTube and Facebook, is currently being displayed on the screen for you. Um, Earl, can you check if that website is correct? That Yes, sir. That website is entirely correct. Thank you for All sharing. right. All right. For, for those on podcast, it's E as in England, S as in Spain, J as in Japan, M as in Malaysia, D as in Denmark, dot WordPress, dot com, E-S-J-M-D dot wordpress.com so please visit that um, blog reach out to him via facebook linkedin and if you have any questions like he said if you are looking for a mentor a coach on uh poetry just reach out to him he'll be able to guide you and for those who want to get into medical school too he mentors people yes so you can you can also tap from. He's a one stop shop. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and I'm very passionate about mentoring. It's because it's something that was done for me. We can have, we can listen. Have me back, and we can have a whole conversation about mentoring. Um, it's um, it is absolutely necessary, particularly African American men. Yes. Uh, need to be mentored. What they see, they will become. So uh, we really, really need to kind of reach out to them and, and get them interested in STEM and definitely get them interested in medicine. And I, all of my friends, all of my fellow brothers in medicine, we're, we're also very committed to mentoring. I have one correction. I did not graduate college with a 4.0 GPA. Okay. It was like three something. I graduated high school with a 4.0 GPA. Oh, okay. Okay. Mercy was hard. And uh, so, so I don't, I don't want anybody to say, you know what, did Daryl graduate? No, no, I didn't graduate. So, so Mercy was hard. Mercy was a good experience, but I still was fortunate by the grace of God to study hard and do relatively well. So okay. um, that was, it seems like it was a long time ago. I had less gray hairs and I didn't even have any <laughs> wow, wow. But, but you, you, you are an awesome um, physician. 
awesome person, a leader, you know, rendering services. You know, they say we were born into this world to do four things. Yeah. To serve, to lead, to influence, and to impact. Yeah. And you are what you're doing encompasses encompasses all these four things. So it means you are on the right path. You're doing what you, you know, you are you're following your calling. That's your calling. That's what you're doing. And keep it up, keep doing it. And uh, I want you to know that no matter what people around you think about you, no matter what you even think about yourself, you are an abode of greatness. Thank you, you are a morale booster. You likewise. have everything inside of you. Yeah, likewise. Keep, it up. keep it up, keep it up. Thank you. The last thing I wanted to say is, um, and I appreciate that sentiment and that exhortation. It started early. Um, right. I, and I came from a good village. Um, I, I often give this, this talk when I speak to young male groups okay. um, about the beautiful village and I had a good village and, and um, what you mentioned kind of reminded me of my high school mission, which from A.R. Johnson, which was to create lifelong learners and productive citizens. And, right. and that's all I've tried to do throughout um, my relatively young career. And that's all I will try to continue to do for moving forward. So thank you. Uh, keep, 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 keep up the good work, all right? Appreciate it, man. Thank we you. We love what you're doing, and I know people will reach out to you, right? Thank you so much. Thank so you. we have some um, people commenting. Okay. Um, Senada. Senada said hello to both of you. How are you, Senada? Thank you. Mm -hmm. And we have someone from uh, New England. <laughs> uh, maybe a former neighbor of mine. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, so thank you everybody for listening. And uh, I want you all to have a wonderful weekend. Always remember that we were created on purpose, with a purpose and for a purpose, right? Research has proved it that for those who understand the birthing process, out of millions of sperms, it's only one sperm cell that typically um, fertilizes the egg. And for everybody who's listening, who's watching us right now, trust me, you are that lucky sperm. You were that lucky sperm that came into this world that fertilized the egg out of the millions. It means you're special. It means you have a purpose to fulfill here on earth. So if you are looking for that purpose, you haven't found that purpose, always remember to ask yourself these three major questions. Who am I? Why am I on earth? And where am I going? Remember, you're special. And remember, today is the first day of the rest of your life. Like and share this broadcast. Follow Earl on Facebook, on LinkedIn, on Twitter. Just go follow him right now. Please go and follow him right now. If you have a, a son, if you have that brother who's looking to become a medical doctor, who wants to become a poet or one who writes and looking for direction, please tell them to follow him right now. All right. Thank you so much, everybody, for listening. Have a wonderful weekend. Enjoy the rest of your day. Um, yes, Senada said, you give an amazing speech. Thank you so much, Senada. Thank you, Senada. Yes, thank you. All right, so 
Have a wonderful day. Spend time with your loved ones. Call people today. Tell them how much you love them because that phone call could save lives. Trust me. Thank you. All right, Earl. Thank you. I hope when next I call you, you would uh, come and inspire my people. Absolutely, brother. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. All right. Bye, everybody.